Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast is brought to you by our friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. Guys, the United States Concealed Carry Association, USCCA, was founded to help responsibly armed Americans like you. They're committed to providing life-saving self-defense resources to help you and your family be safe. When you activate your membership, you'll automatically get life-saving self-defense education, industry-leading training, plus self-defense liability insurance. Don't wait until it's too late. Click learn more below right now. And just as a reminder, the United States Concealed Carry Association is not an insurance company. A policy has been issued to the USCCA by the Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. We'll be right back. Hey, greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. And as promised, we're joined by Ed Martin. Ed Martin is the president of the Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defense Fund. Ed was nominated by Phyllis Schlafly on 31 January of 2015 to succeed her as the president of both Eagle Forum organizations. Phyllis Schlafly, whom the board elevated to chairman of the board and CEO, said, Ed Martin is uniquely qualified and prepared to carry on the essential educational and political leadership of Eagle Forum that it may, has made it the premier organization of grassroots volunteers in the conservative movement. He is fully committed to all the values and principles Eagle Forum has always espoused. Ed is a lawyer who holds advanced degrees in medical ethics and philosophy and was awarded postgraduate fellowship in Italy and in Indonesia. Ed has served as the chairman of the Missouri Republican Party. That's where he and I first met and as a member of the Republican National Committee. He was chief of staff for Missouri Governor Matt Blunt where he helped Missouri to pass pro-life and school choice legislation. And having run for office himself, Ed is well-versed in political strategy and tactics, how candidates win and lose, and how legislation is passed and defeated. In 2016, Ed co-authored with Phyllis Schlafly and Brett Decker the New York Times bestseller, The Conservative Case for Trump. He is also a frequent commentator on various media outlets. Ed Martin, it's great to see you, my dear old friend, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Well, well, thank you, Colonel. And you left out our, your, your great kindness to us. We have a great events no. in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh and Philly, and we 
we get these great speakers like you did. I think you did it twice and it's back yeah. to back. So it's not an easy gig for somebody who's so busy and you did that for us and they loved you in Pennsylvania and they loved you across the country. So uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. Always a pleasure and honor. So let's get caught up. What are the things that Eagle Forum is focused on right now from the conservative grassroots movement? Well, you know, it's been tough when Phyllis passed away. Phyllis mm -hmm. died in, uh, in in September of 2016. You know, we were very honored. Uh, Donald Trump came off the campaign trail to come to her funeral. It was incredible. But it's been a real t uh, transition for us. You know, I mean, one of the one of our founding uh, touchstones was the pro-life efforts. And mm -hmm. so we've stayed true to that and been a part of that. Another one, Phyllis was ahead of her time on the question of trade and international globalists. You know, in the 1964 book, A Choice, Not an Echo, she wrote about the globalists uh, and the kingmakers and the threat to America from the Republican leaders who were putting us down that path. So we played a role in the last couple of years on that front. And then out in our states, uh, we've tried to foster the next generation. We have, you know, I'm going out to Idaho, uh, to Boise in a, a week or so to see one of our state, a woman who's a state senator now, one of our mm -hmm. eagles. And, you know, at our best, uh, Phyllis did this, was we, we get some folks involved and then we sort of grow them up and out. And so they end up in, you know, Congress. Andy Biggs was an eagle, yeah. his wife and his mother-in-law. So we're, we're in those issues in that space. You know, all of us, I know, Colonel, we've talked about this and been on this. You know, we're living in this world where Donald Trump is the dominant personality. And as we love, I love his positions and I even love how he fights. But it's very, it's very um, tumultuous, right? And we're trying yeah. to feel our way, especially with this current president who's done so many things that are so uh, way out of the, to the left. I mean, way past what we ever expected. So it's uh, a lot of it now we're all in the opposition party. Um, but I'm excited, especially to talk to you today about January 6th, because yeah. we now have leadership in the House, U.S. House, and they have a chance to do something. We have to help them live up to it. But uh, we're excited about that. Well, you know, I have to give props first and foremost. Uh, Texas Eagle Forum leader Cindy yep. Castilla doing an incredible, great job, yep. especially in this area about child gender mutilation, uh, these yep. surgeries that they're uh, they're pushing. So, you know, keep her there in the in the mix because <laughs> she's doing fantastic. Yep. OK, so let's talk about it. You're yep. the January 6th defense lawyer. And I got to tell you something, Ed, never in my life, you know, having served this country in uniform, would I see a Bastille-like prison system established yep. in my country in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Your thoughts it's, on that? Well, it, 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 it's wild. And, you know, you, you have to trust in God and these things. I, I passed the Missouri bar uh, 25 years ago. And at the time, I waved into the D.C. bar because I thought, well, I don't have to take the test. I'll just wave in. And mm -hmm. lo and behold, uh, 25 years later, when they needed lawyers and, and you know, you know, you, you've lived this, Colonel. Uh, they raised the cost of being conservative and being a public figure, meaning the left and the media. And yeah. so a lot of good people don't step forward, you know. And so you say, hey, we need lawyers. These people are being persecuted. A lot of good lawyers just say, hey, I, I don't want the hassle. I don't yeah. want to be targeted by everybody. And so I, you know, because of the position I hold with the Phyllis Schlafly organization, I felt like I had the ability to do that. So I stepped forward. And so, you know, I, I, two things have happened. I represent three of the guys that are in jail. Um, and and I also now sit on the board of one of the organizations that was founded, the Patriot Freedom Project, uh, to help the families as well as help the lawyers. And as you just said, I mean, to get close to this, 
I've never, I've never, ima I never imagined America would have this. It's not just that the gulag in D.C., the jail was so unfair and nasty and mean. They used COVID as an excuse to clamp down on people. But it's a system. The system of justice is being so blatantly abused right before our eyes. I mean, I, when we get into this a little bit more, they're charging nonviolent basically trespassers, people yeah. that came on the grounds with a felony. And the felony is a made-up charge utilizing a law passed after Enron. You're back to your Texas folks. Mm -hmm. After Enron, a witness tampering law called obstruction of official proceeding, which is a witness tampering charge, but it's a felony. So if you're some guy and you're sitting in the D.C. jail, one of my guys, he's from Kansas, and he's charged with uh, misdemeanor, misdemeanor. Those are bad. You know, you're going to get, you know, broke a window, whatever. But mm -hmm. then felony. And you're talking 10, 20 years well, now you're jammed up with a felony in the D.C. jury pool. And here's my point. All this would be nasty and terrible and we'd be yelling about it, except it's in our nation's capital and it's happening before our eyes and it's not slowing down. They, they called a grandma in, in Denver. We got a call, the Patriot Freedom Project, a grandma in Denver 10 days ago. The FBI said, we're going to come and we're probably going to arrest you. We're going to charge you with this. This is how many years after the fact. So it's pure terror. And it's a real corruption. And so, uh, you know, we're fighting our way through it, but it's it's daunting. And, you know, one last, I'll drop a little footnote here. Go ahead and see if you and you've lived in the public eye and you know mm -hmm. how badly the public judges you when they lie about you. Well, now go and have Nancy Pelosi and Liz Cheney spend a, a million, two million, five million dollars of running made for TV uh, yeah. uh, hearings. And then try to get a jury in the community that lives around that. You go into a jury in D.C. of our peers and they convict these guys in five minutes because they've been brainwashed by these liars in Congress. And and again, the liars in Congress, we expect, you know, you had to live and work with them. Yeah. But the but the but the media going along with it and the and the prosecutors going along with it and the judges going along with it. It's beyond what we could have imagined. Yeah, it really is. And you're talking about a complete violation of the constitutional rights of so many of these individuals. And what is the, the hypocrisy that gets me is that I have yet to see any Antifa leader, right. any you know Antifa person that has gone out there and destroyed billions of dollar property. James Revenge, who is out there burning down pro-life advocacy centers. I have yet to see any of those people be brought up on charges and, and, and be held and detained. But yet somehow people, like you said, just a misdemeanor offense, you know, maybe breaking in, trespassing. Uh, right. They're ending up with felony offenses, which means what? They can never vote again. They cannot yep. ever own a weapon again. To me, this has been completely politicized, and the left is seeking to draw this out. And yes, I believe that the, the real intent— of progressive socialist coercion, intimidation, threats, uh, all of these things to get you to shut up and not stand up and say anything. Well, that's guaranteed. And, you know, uh, they, they showed their hand after the election before uh, uh, they started something called the 65 Project, where the, the left uh, targeted the 65 lawyers who helped represent Donald Trump in the challenges to the election. They mm -hmm. said, we're going to try to disbar you. We're going to try to make your, your, your to take away your living. And, and it works, right? I mean, if you're a lefty, if you're Van Jones and you get run out of the White House for being a communist sympathizer, that's what happened to him. You know mm -hmm. what he got? Multi-million dollar deal, CNN. If you're Jeff Clark, Clark 
Clark and you're you 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 serve Donald Trump as an acting attorney general and you get out, they they try to take your bar license. They try to take away your livelihood. I mean, the double standard is one thing, but as you point out, the 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 fact is the rule of law is supposed to be as close as we can. It's supposed to be equal to everybody. You mentioned the Constitution. Due process means the process works for everybody. Mm -hmm. And as you point out, Antifa's burning down buildings and and burning cars. And if the if the standard is disruption, uh, obstruction of official proceeding, where are all those code pink lunatics who disrupted the Kavanaugh hearings? Why aren't they charged with a felony? Right. And so it's yeah. a pure double standard. But the problem is usually when something is this bad, there are checks in our society, the media and, and even the bar associations, the ACLU used to play a role in not promoting the, the far left, but protecting liberty. You know, I mean, that was what they actually did. I didn't always like it, but I always thought they were at least consistent. They're not consistent anymore. So those checks aren't here. And we're watching the, the and, and here's the really dangerous thing, Colonel. They're not stopping. Right. It'd be one no. thing if they said, well, we're going to try to charge obstruction of official proceeding. By the way, let me be clear what they're doing here. It's supposed to be witness tampering. Uh, uh, obstruction of official proceeding is supposed to be if there's an ongoing investigation after Enron. Andrew mm -hmm. Weissman, the guy that mm -hmm. ran Mueller's investigation, is the guy who did this. And he's still doing it from NYU where he's a, a law professor talking back to his friends in the, in the Justice Department. But it was supposed to be, hey, if you if you're tampering with a witness, suborning perjury or something, you can get charged with this felony. Here they say that when Mike Pence gaveled out the joint session, that was an official proceeding, and you banging on the door outside disrupted it. Now, if that's the standard, if that becomes the law, then you can't protest in front of your local school board because yeah. you're obstructing an official proceeding. If I get scared that it's too, and I gavel out the meeting, you just committed a felony. You talk about silencing voices and mm -hmm. looking for a way to control us. This is high stakes. This is real stuff. And again, my point again to say out loud, where are the checks on this. You know, even the lawyers, the lefty lawyers in DC say they've never seen anything like this that quietly, but, but yet the, the, the gate, the, 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 the steamroller rolls on. You know, we do have that first amendment right to petition our government for redress of grievances, but it seems yeah. without a doubt that uh, you have the progressive socialist left that does not want any redress of grievances. And you talked about it. I mean, we were going to declare parents as domestic terrorists, but the real domestic terrorists can still go out there and burn things down. How many people are still left in, as you say, the D.C. gulag that have not gone before a, a trial or, or had a hearing or yeah. anything at this time? Uh, well, I think in D.C. right now. So it's kind of interesting. You'll love the, the you'll love the uh, you'll love the inside uh, scoop on this. As they realized that they were going to lose in November, they started moving the prisoners out. The, the things improved in D.C. Mm. and they moved them out to other places. So I think for a while they were down to like 35. But now they're moving a bunch of them back. So it's up to like 60 because there's a bunch of trials. But, you know, again, for the listeners that are wondering, how can it be two years later and and due process? You're supposed to be there's a right to a speedy trial. Yes. And, you know, I've been I've been on the conference calls and what happens on the conference calls. And this will lead to another part of our discussion is the judge will say, oh, we're in discovery, you know, and, and on a conference call, everything's conference Zoom and all that. And and the, the, the prosecutors will say, well, you know, we've got a delay because we're reviewing, uh, you know, we're reviewing evidence and reviewing video. And, and we have a hard time. The defendants, by the way, reviewing the video because 
because we're all under a, a, under a confidentiality uh, order. And, and so we got to go into the jail and get laptops to our guys to look at the video to see wh what is the video showing of our guy who's being charged with something. So the judge will say, that there'll be a motion from the prosecutor saying, we need to toll the speedy trial dates, you know, the calendar. Mm -hmm. And the judge will grant that. And, and that's not an appealable uh, action. It's not a final judgment. So there's nowhere to go. So you're just stuck with these guys that are stuck in jail. And, you know, last night, our founder of the Patriot Freedom Project, who's a family member of a J6er, uh, spent most of the night on the phone with a family uh, of, a of a defendant, somebody in jail, whose, um, whose daughter, 11-year-old, was... Uh, so upset she was hospitalized for a mental breakdown, right? Mm. Th this is not, it's not, um, this is not, if it was just one guy, you know, one soldier left on the battlefield, you'd feel bad and you'd, you'd want to get him. But what we're watching is the destroying families and nobody's stepping up. Nobody's saying, what's the deal? You know, I think you mentioned the Congress. We can re uh, petition our Congress, you know, petition our government. And I think we're doing that on the new U.S., the new um, House, Republican House. But but this is a for those of us that are living through it, it's a five alarm fire, both for justice and for families. And we're watching things, you know, burn. You know, when you talked about earlier the fact that you had this kabuki theater that played yeah. out uh, yeah. with this J6 committee. You know, is there some kind of way this can be moved out? Because here's the question. You kept hearing everyone say insurrection, insurrectionist, insurrection, insurrectionist. Right. Has anyone been charged with insurrection? No, no, of course not. No, no, exactly. That's right. It's not, there's no, there's no insurrection. There's no sedition. There's no, it's, it's all, uh, it's all, you know, I call it uh, Colonel, the narrative machine. The mm -hmm. narrative machine is big government, big media and big tech. And they push onto us the narrative and we're told to swallow it. And, and this, in this case, it's a January 6 hoax and the January 6 hoax, we have to bust it. We have to be hoax busters. If we don't bust it, you're going to hear for, I mean, my son's in a AP history and in the textbook, it talks about how there was an attempted insurrection in an AP U.S. history textbook. I mean, wow. so so we have to break the hoax. And, you know, to, to your point, what can we do? The great news is Pelosi sent off to the con to the, the National Archives, which, by the way, we, the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, for about five years have been criticizing the National Archives. They've been partisan uh, they've been partisan players for a longer time than this this recent thing with Trump and everybody. The, the, they're really t t politicized. But she sent all the documents away. So for 40 years or 30 years of jive, you can't get what Nancy Pelosi did with that unselect committee with Liz Cheney. But McCarthy, the speaker, can now go and do his own thing. And so, yeah. you know, what we're hoping and, and we've got good people involved. Uh, but, you know, uh, Colonel, I'm not saying it in the wrong way, but good people involved they get caught up, they get, they get dragged down by the sands of the machine too. And, mm -hmm. and what we have to do is break out of the narrative machine and get the truth out there. And, and the truth is going to be, if Ray Epps is an operative, fine, find out. But there's a lot of other things that are going on. You and I both know, and yeah. you know better than I, there, there is a way that you're dealing with situations that could escalate. And nobody on January 6th handled it well. Why the heck did that happen? Why isn't anyone having that conversation mm -hmm. about? And, and last thing is, I'm sorry to rant, but I get so excited. Th there's two there's two pipe bombs. Two pipe bombs were planted yeah. on the early morning of January 6th. And we can find the Idaho murderer in Pennsylvania by DNA. I'm, I'm proud we did. We chased that guy across and found that guy that killed the, those girls. But we can't find a pipe bomber. Who, who we have his video, you can see his sneakers, you can see his pants, you can see his sweatshirt, you can see his face. And the FBI's 
you know, I don't know, chasing balloons across the country, but not a pipe bomber, a pipe bomber, not a, not a, yeah. not a talker, not a threat, not a phoned in threat, actual pipe bombs, we're told. So I, I, we got to get to the bottom of that, too. Well, the interesting thing, uh, just last week, uh, Kevin McCarthy has turned over 41,000 hours of previously unreleased J6 footage. Are you going to get the opportunity to review some of those uh, well, that footage, yeah, video footage? Thank, yeah, thank you for asking that. Just let me explain to people. We, until now, we thought it was 14,000 until this recent last week when this came out, as you point out. Um, so it's a lot more. It's 40,000. I'm not surprised. And, and again, uh, Colonel, I'm not telling you something that you didn't live. You go to that Capitol or going to Washington, D.C., there's going to be multiple cameras on every yes. angle, right? And so, so that's just the facts of life. So um, the short answer to the question is, when we started the defense of these guys, you had to sign on to an, a court order that violation of the court order could be a felony. So I have access to some of the, the video to, for my guy, but we actually had one of the prisoners in there who gave his password to someone outside of the prison to look at the, and, and he got added, he got a felony added for, for violating that order. So we've been stuck where we can't get out of the system. And my hope with, you know, Tucker's getting first crack at this yeah. is that the next, first of all, if it's not a felony, I hope Tucker's staff is watching, listening to his podcast, that they should leak it. Because if it's not a felony, it's a felony for me to leak it. But if it's not a felony for – I don't know what the rules are on, on the congressional grant that they got. But the, the, the back to the longer question. I'm happy that McCarthy did this with Tucker. I think it's a good start. But we have to get access. And the public needs to crowd – uh, you know, crowd review this and go through it and use all the tools we can to break the hoax. That's what we have to do. So I'm not complaining yet, but if we don't get it fully released, I will start to be annoyed because it doesn't help us change the dynamic. I, I, I got guys that had to plead guilty. You know, the Patriot Freedom Project, we, 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 pay for, we pay for lawyers. A lot of guys plead guilty because they're faced with go to trial and get 10 years or plead to three and you've already served 18 months, right? You'll be out in six yeah. months. This is a, a life uh, decision. And, and, but we want those guys to have a chance someday to be pardoned because you can say this whole thing was a setup. And, and the only way we get to this whole thing was – and by the way, I, I, when I say setup, you and I both know if somebody hits a cop, we got no time for that. But that's a charge. Absolutely. You can get, you can get charged for hitting a cop. You don't get charged for insurrection and dis, and uh, obstruction of official proceeding when you walk in and put your feet up on a desk. You know, so so it, it, it's uh, we we've got to break the hoax. And and right now I'm optimistic that what McCarthy's doing is the first step with Tucker, and that we'll get another we'll all get a look at it. But I, I don't know what this you know I don't know that for sure yeah. yet. Well, when you talk about the hoax, I mean we continue to 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 hear about. Brian Sicknick, Brian Sicknick, Brian Sicknick. Yeah. He was murdered there. He was murdered there. He was murdered there. The guy died of natural causes a, a day or two afterwards. But yet no one on the progressive socialist propagandist media is saying the words, the name Ashley Babbitt. Right. Are we ever going to find anything as far as the one person that was killed on that day, an unarmed female that, that was shot and killed? You know, what's going to happen to, look, let's be honest, it was, it was a murder. What is going to happen to that individual that shot and killed her? Well, I, I, I don't know the answer. I mean, you know, on my good days, I say, yes, we'll get to the bottom of it. On my bad days, I think, you know, some of these things are lost to history. And only when we go to heaven, God willing, we can find out the truth and see. And, and because I, I, the forces that are against us are not just, uh, obviously not just Democrat, Republicans, establishments. So, but again, 
what we have to do is, it, it, you know, and you were a Tea Party guy. We've been through mm -hmm. this together. The, the, we know how the opposition, doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat, how they beat us. They beat us a lot of times by pushing us into the same uh, a corner, the same battlefield, and we have to reset, right? We have to mm -hmm. change the dynamic. And, you know, I, I, our friend uh, uh, General Mike Flynn has been talking about local action, national impact. You know, a lot of our folks are are pushing and pulling in different places than, than just going up to Congress. I mean, one example is one of our defendants is, is from a state where the attorney general, the state attorney general, is willing to take a look at this and see what they can do. So, uh, you know, I'm hoping what we start to do is pull the string on a lot of these things and we start to see what comes out. But um, I just did another interview, Colonel, and I, I, I kind of got off the interview and I was feeling a bit down because I realized um, these people destroy a lot of stuff, right? When they see it yes. coming, they, they get rid of it. So I, I worry sometimes that they that that we're, we're we're not even you know we're not even we can't even get to that truth. But but we have to make the effort. We have to keep um, retelling the the breaking the narrative. And part of it is we have to write the actual history, right? We have to yeah. actually be able to write the history, uh, whether we're in the AP uh, textbook or not. We got to tell our story, and I think people uh, feel that as well as are, are owed that. Well, hopefully and prayerfully, we will get some strong governors and attorney generals that right. will stand up and protect the citizens of their respective states who are seeing their constitutional rights being violated, and they need to make us think about that. Ed, I'll give you the last word. What do you want everyone? Well, you know, you know, the thing I'd like to encourage people is if you're if you're upset about this, and I hope you are, there's going to be an opportunity to take a, a role in the upcoming elections, and I encourage you. But in the short term, the Patriot Freedom Project, which is what I work with, PatriotFreedomProject.com, and there's other ones that you know. Another secret of this, Colonel, is most of the people that are jammed up. Are, are working people, right? If you were wealthy, you, you got lawyered out. I mean, this is maybe this is a conversation about justice in America, but most of these folks are working people. They're not worried about their mortgage. They're worried about their rent. You know, they're not worried about their car payment. They're worried about their, you know, changing the tires on their car. You know, they're, 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 it's a, if they're, these are working class Americans. And, you know, we get a call last night and we, the Patriot Freedom Project sends, you know, we, we paid some rent for this woman who was back on her rent. Her husband's in jail. She's got three kids. And, and when we do that, that's, to me, that's a part of binding this thing together. So if people have the uh, interest in supporting it, you know, General Flynn has been supportive of what we're doing, a lot of others. It's PatriotFreedomProject.com. I can assure you, you know, we're, we're fighting. You know, this is not, there's nobody here you know, making money. We're fighting for these folks and, uh, and it matters a lot. And, you know, I think, um, I'm optimistic. Like you said, you're prayerful and optimistic that the future will be bright. Just got to keep uh, pushing hard. I think the thing that we have to understand is that the left are all about destroying lives yep, and we right. see that playing out. Uh, and they don't want to have any challenge to their tyrannical designs and, and, intentions. So Ed Martin, the president of Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defense Fund. Thanks so much, Ed, for joining us. And uh, we got to catch up because it's been too long, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad you're well. And uh, thank yes, you sir. for all the ways you fight. They, they beat on you too. And you, uh, ah. you keep doing, you do what Phyllis did. You got that happy warrior mentality. So it, it, it inspires a lot of us. So thank you for that. Always going to keep a coming at them. <laughs> all right, Ed, take all care. Right, take thank care. you so much. Thank, thank you.
Ladies and gentlemen, just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Want to send out our appreciation to Ed Martin, the president and CEO of the Eagle Forum Education and Legal Defense Fund, and all the work that he's doing to defend the people there from January 6th. If you want to learn more, he gave you the uh, email address, website that you can contact and connect with them. But as always, please hit that like button if you like what you saw today and share it with others. And until next time, God bless, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.